0: Therefore, we have a responsibility to steward our walk with God and to maintain His flame that He has ignited in our hearts. I am your host, Keith Collins, and I invite you to join me now as we explore biblical truths that help us to maintain the flame of God upon the altar of our hearts. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I believe is so important, so foundational, And, you know, oftentimes we spend a lot of time, even on this program, talking about things like revival, the fire of God, um, having a heart ablaze for the Lord and the things of the Lord. And I love those subjects. They are part of who I am. I've written about them. I preach about them. I've taught about them. And um, we'll continue to do so. But, you know, sometimes I think it's important for us to to kind of step back and observe deliberately some of the foundations of the Word of God that are so important in our lives and that really help us to truly maintain a passion for the Lord and also a longevity in our walk with God. Um, I remember years ago, um, there was a song that came out by Jason Upton. Some of you, I'm sure, know who Jason Upton is. And um, the name of the the song and the subject matter had to do with um, the name was Just Another Dying Star. And basically what it was referring to was people that just get set ablaze for the Lord, or maybe they have an incredible gifting in their lives. Maybe it's preaching. Maybe it's one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. Maybe it's a leadership gift, whatever it might be, but how that they can just be a star that dies, just um, a dying star that that appears just for a season, maybe even like a shooting star, a brief season, and then they're just gone. And, um, you know, we love to talk about generals of the faith, you know, men and women of God that have impacted history. However, um, we can look at many of their lives, and sadly we can see where they fell into, whether it be false doctrine, some of them fell into... Sexual sin and morality, other things, but I think as much as we love to talk about the power of God, the fire of God, the demonstration, the demonstration of the gifts of the Spirit, and these things are are foundational. They're important, and um, again, even on this program, we will continue. This podcast will continue to to deliberately look at these things. There are some areas that I think need to be addressed. And I want to talk to you this week about an area that I believe is really the foundation of everything that we are and everything that we do as the people of God. So I want to talk to you about what it means to have a love that is maturing in our lives, a maturing love, and and really recognizing that love is the ultimate in the kingdom of God. It is the the paramount expression of of walking with God. It is the, the ultimate expression about um, carrying the purposes of God in our lives and walking out those purposes. And I just want to take some time today just to to kind of maybe look at this foundational issue because I think oftentimes it is neglected. We know it's important. We we read scripture about it. We talk about it. But I think we need to spend more deliberate time um, looking into this and asking the Lord to speak to us um, through this important theme. Especially as it relates to our walk with God. And even Carrying the purposes of God and the gifts of the spirit and these type of things in our lives, so let me let me start up by reading some very familiar verses um the chapter in Corinthians first Corinthians chapter thirteen is known as the love chapter or the chapter of love, and the words that the apostle Paul uses here they are uplifting, they are encouraging, they are also challenging and even rebuking in the sense that they they reveal that without love really anything else that we do is 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 counterproductive, even though, you know, the gift might be real, the message, the doctrine could be right as far as far as if a preacher is preaching. But if love is not present in the individual's life that's moving in these areas, um then, then what good is it to that person, Paul is saying. So so let's listen to First Corinthians thirteen. And um he says here, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. I'm reading from the ESV the um, English Standard Version um, verse two, and if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge... But the greatest of these is love. Um, Wow, we could take each and every verse here today and spend a significant amount of time um, really reviewing, reflecting upon upon what the Apostle Paul was, was conveying. But you know, this, this verse chapter, or this verse 3 in this chapter 13 really stands out to me where Paul says, If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Wow, what a, a profound, powerful, and convicting statement that the Apostle Paul makes here. Really, um, revealing that it's not so much what we do in an external way or in an external nature Um, because, you know, we can be very diligent. We can be disciplined. We can give everything that we have to the poor. We can give everything we have to the church, to ministry. We can, um, you know, even offer up our bodies, Paul says, to be burned for the gospel. But he said, if I don't have love, if I am not motivated by divine love, then myself then I myself gain nothing paul says so so again um th- this is such an important subject i'm I'm reminded here of john when I, as i'm reading paul i'm reminded um of john fifteen twelve and thirteen where where the Lord says that this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you and then he says greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends and again the the ultimate expression of this was of course the lord jesus himself laying down his life for us paul said while we were yet sinners christ died for us so so let me just let me, let me take some time and i want to give you some points today that i believe are important and that will help you and encourage you in your walk with God and um, let me just also say that I've been in ministry now for 34 years and I've been so blessed to do so many things Um, I've been around the world, been in dozens of nations, I've been able to to be a part of two amazing schools of ministry, the Brownsville Revival School of Ministry, the Brownsville um, experience was was powerful and I, I, I was you know, the, the dean of students for a while, dean of men, and then director of pastoral care. I was a, I was a professor and then eventually even became the the president of the Browns Revival School of Ministry. After that, I was blessed to be a fire school of ministry for several years. And, and you know, I've, I've pastored churches. Um, I've traveled around the nation of America and the nations and have just been so incredibly blessed to see so many people come to the Lord, filled with the Holy Spirit, delivered, set free, healed. I mean, it's been an amazing journey of over three decades now. But I, I can do all those things. I can experience all those things. But if I am not a person that is living in love, and if I am not doing those things For the the honor of the Lord, number one, but also for the betterment of others. Because, you see, you can do all those things for your own glory, for your own reputation, for your own honor, and not have true love. And even though what you're doing might be impacting people positively, people might be getting saved delivered healed all these things that I've mentioned but you yourself can can lose out that's why you know Jesus even said there'll be some that will come to me and they'll say Lord didn't we do these great things cast out devils heal the sick all these things in your name and the Lord will then say depart from me um, you work of iniquity I, I never knew you and um, I didn't know who you were, so to speak. In other words, you've you you had these gifts and you you did these things, but you never really loved me and lived in such a way that my love really flowed through you. And much of what you've done was for ill gotten gain or self promotion. So so listen, this this subject of of love that matures, a maturing love is not just important, but I believe it is the ultimate foundation of the word of God, it's the ultimate foundation of ministry. It's the ultimate foundation of our Christian walk, and if this area of our life is not right, then I promise you, nothing can be right. That's why, again, Paul um, literally takes the entirety of this section of his letter to the church at Corinth, and he he goes into this this amazing detail where he talks about how love has got to be patient it's got to be kind it can't envy or it can't brag or or boast it it can't be prideful or arrogant it can't be rude it it doesn't um, insist its own way it's not Um, irritable or resentful. It it, it doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but it rejoices with truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. It never ends. I mean, he he goes into this great depth in order to reveal what the power and the reality of love really is. And, you know, at at this stage in my life, um, i I'm even reflecting on my own life with my, my family, my wife, my children, my six grandchildren and all the friendships that I have around the world. And, and I'm so thankful for all these things. But, but listen, I don't want to just be someone that is involved in ministry and, um, doing podcasts and writing books and traveling and preaching and teaching. But I really want to know before the Lord that, that this area of, of love maturing love is right in my life. First of all, between myself and the Lord. Second of all, between myself and my wife and then my children and my grandchildren and even those in my family and, and those that I'm connected with in, in ministry. So, so listen, I believe that the ultimate display of moving of the movement of God's Spirit among His people is a love that matures and grows. And let me just give you um, one little example here. You know, There was a great revival that some of you, I'm sure, have heard of, maybe many, if not most of you have, the Azusa Street Revival that, that, that broke out in 1906 through around 1909. God used a, a, an amazing man by the name of William Seymour, who was really the... The person that, that the Lord set in that place as a leader, and and there was something about that move of God that was so powerful. I mean, there were signs, wonders, miracles, radical salvations, a great um, tangible presence of God is recorded in in the writings of history, and and so much has happened as a result of that revival, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the restoration of that message, and people being filled with the Spirit—that this this Pentecostal um, experience that really touched the globe and has done so over the last several years—but. Um, when we look at the story of this great revival, one of the most amazing things was the the depth of love. Now, you have to understand this was during a time where, um, you know, you are just, what, maybe 40 years or so away from the the end of, of the Civil War era. Um, slavery would have still been fresh on the mind of a lot of people, and there were still um, a large amount of segregation and even racism that was espoused and embraced. Um, Jim Crow laws were, in effect, probably, you know, in many areas of the country. And just, you know, just the the life that, that people would have been living would have been different than what we know today, even though, of course, we know there are still um, those that have racist thoughts and, and things of this nature. But, you know, this was... A different time. And the, when God began to move in Los Angeles, California, and started on Bonnie Bray Street, but then not too long after because of the crowds and, and these things moved to an old um, horse stable, livery stable, which was known as the Azusa Street Mission on Azusa Street. And in that movement, in that little place where God began to move, I think the the significant thing that that was present was this deep love where you had whites and 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 blacks and and Asians and different people different ethnicities different social statuses different educational backgrounds all these people were coming together as the power of God was manifesting and I believe that was the greatest display of the moving of God that was that was revival that that a lot of these barriers were were broken down as the, as the power of God began to manifest so listen i'm i'm convinced that you cannot have revival unless there's true love between People, the people of God, from every every race, every tribe, every tongue, every socioeconomic background, every ethnicity, every culture—that that that true love is a manifestation of the move of God. Listen, I believe that this this is what typifies true revival. This is the again the foundation of of a great move of God, and I believe you know we can develop and grow in other areas including usage of the gifts, our speaking ability, our leadership, our charisma, and and not grow in love. And I believe to do this is, is a travesty according to God's Word, even though I think it's common among many churches, among many ministries, where people become so good at doing church and so gifted and so talented, but at the same time they, they lose the foundation of why they do why they're doing what they're doing. And they they lose this this depth of 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 love that matures and and encompasses everything that they are, so listen the fact is that growing in love will demand the continual influence of the cross in our lives, which is oftentimes resisted due to the multiple levels of death that it demands, as well as the fact that it reveals our selfishness, which is always a hindrance to true love. I believe it was watchman knee and i think i'm paraphrasing knee here um, i'm pretty sure he's one that said this or something like this um, he said that the cross that that calls the the sinner from unrighteousness to righteousness is the same cross that delivers the christian of the believer from self-righteousness and i think that's a profound truth um you know we know that the cross is not just a one-time experience, but we know that that the continual work of the cross in our lives brings us to a place of of death, a a place of 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 Galatians two twenty, where Paul says, "I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live." but now it's Christ that lives in me and i believe that that this continual work of the cross of christ in our lives is so foundation so foundational and it it speaks to who we really are as the people of god and and again reveals the the path that path of death to self that 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 path of of self denial that path of preferring others above ourselves the the path of generosity the path of hospitality um again the the path of just laying our lives down for others i mean this is the kingdom of god this is the love of god so let me let me give you some distinct signs here in the next few minutes before I close, of maturing love in the life of a believer. And I believe if we don't have these signs in our lives, then we need to pray, and we need to ask God to to take us deeper in this place of of a love that matures. Number one, I believe the first sign of a true believer that is maturing in love is the ability to forgive deeply and to forgive quickly. Matthew 6:14 and 15 says for if you forgive others their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive others their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses listen to Colossians 3:12 through 14 put on then as God's chosen ones holy and beloved Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must. So sh- so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. One more passage of Scripture: Ephesians 4:31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice be kind to one another tenderhearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you so listen um, this this matter of forgiveness is connected to maturing love and friend i don't know how else to say it except the fact that we don't really have the right to live in unforgiveness and jesus calls us to forgive the way that he forgave us. Now listen, I, I'm not telling you that that it's easy. Sometimes um, I'm not telling you that it's just something that just happens. Um, Corey Ten Boom once said, "Forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature." of the heart and i believe that that speaks to forgiveness that there's some that might be listening this today and they might be thinking man keith you don't you don't know what this person did to me to my family to my church to my business to my marriage, to my ministry. Listen, I understand that many of you bear deep wounds and deep pain and as a result even deep resentment for other people in your lives. But can I tell you something? Until you come to the place, even though you might not feel it in your emotions, you might not feel it in your heart, you might not feel it um, in any fiber of, uh, of your being, I know that whenever we deliberately forgive in the sense that we give it to God and even begin to ask God to help us to forgive something supernatural happens we begin to grow in the love of Christ and we realize what the Lord is saying as even even the apostle Paul in Ephesians 4 forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you he said let all bitterness and wrath not just bitterness towards this person, all bitterness, all these things, let these things be put away from you and be kind one to another. Friend, this this is so foundational. You say, man, what does this have to do with the fire of God and everything? What does it have to do with revival? Everything. You see, you can't see corporate revival in the church until the individual in the church has revival in their heart. And revival comes... Primarily through this deep, intimate love affair that we have with Jesus. And then it comes also by walking in love one towards another. And if we're not able to forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven us, then we will never mature in the area of love. Can I say that, listen, I have I've pastored churches in my life, and I have met with people, counseled people. I have talked to people that are holding on to Unforgiveness that dates back 30-40 years ago and um, they are ate up with bitterness and unforgiveness and Honestly, the sad part is their lives have been affected so um, detrimentally so um, you know Sadly and tragically they've that they've lost years and they've lost joy and all these things because they were not able to Release something and forgive people. So let me encourage you if you're listening today and you've got unforgiveness in your life, if you want to grow in the love of God, then, friend, you're going to have to, again, release that unto the Lord. Listen, the ability to forgive those that have offended or hurt you is directly connected to your ability to live in peace. There, There's no peace without forgiveness. There's just not. So what happens, we actually hurt ourselves through unforgiveness more than those that we refuse to Forgive. So um, Hebrews twelve twenty five. I want to just read this one to you as well. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. My friend, we must never forget how deeply and completely that Jesus forgave us, and in turn, this is our example as to how we are to forgive others. Um, my next point with regard to maturing love is that, that, listen, we must have the ability to give of ourselves completely for the betterment of others. This is what love is all about in the kingdom of God. Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.16, May the Lord grant mercy to the household of Anisiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of My chains philippians 2 3 again paul saying do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility count others more significant Than yourselves listen this the these verses are both powerful, but this second timothy 1 16 verse It's actually stood out to me for some time. I remember when I was probably a 22 year old man So you know over 30 years ago I was preaching in Re- Preaching a revival-type meeting that went, if I remember right, around three weeks or so up in Ohio, and I ministered one night um, on a message that I called the Forgotten Ministry, and I talked about this verse here where Paul refers to this individual by the name of Anisiphorus. and he said this, this man refreshed me many times. He, he often came and refreshed me. He was not ashamed of of my chains. He he literally sought me out in jail when i was in prison chained and he came to encourage me and to refresh me in the lord and i i began to look at this verse when i was a very young man and just say man this is this is a powerful expression of love this is an amazing expression of what it means to give ourselves completely for the betterment of others you see there's there's no praise there's no platform And going to a dungeon prison situation and encouraging someone else. But my friend, I believe it's a true um, revealing of the heart of God. It's a true um, expression of what it means to carry the purposes of God. Thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins today. I trust that you've been blessed and encouraged as you've listened. And if you hunger for a greater passion for the Lord that will not dim or subside, then let me encourage you to listen weekly to episodes that will encourage you in your walk with God. To learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at keith-collins.org or impactgf.org. May the fire of God burn brighter and hotter in your life. God bless you.